Hello and welcome to I Wish I Knew That About Songwriting, the show where we bring you tips, tricks and techniques that we wish we knew as young songwriters. On this show, we focus on interviews, we focus on resources, subjects you're going to find useful and you can go home and you can use them today. So thank you so much for listening and welcome to the show. Are you searching for melodies when you start sessions or are you looking at like loops of audio you've written before? Yeah, like sounds. I never, when I go into sessions, I never like rarely ever bring something up that I've done before. Pretty much never. Um, I always just try and do something on the spot, even if there's multiple people in the room, especially usually, because I feel like that's such a nice organic way to do it. And you just, you include everyone, you as well, put right? yourself on the spot. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. And you're on the spot a bit and there's a bit of pressure, but I think that's a good way to try to perform. Clearly from your story, putting yourself under pressure and in new situations. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So I kind of like, I might just go to the keyboard and find like I have some of my favorite sounds that I like to go to, or I'll bring up some, um, some sounds on, on the computer, just some, even just, just something like rhythm, like a rhythmic, rhythmic sounding, like loop atmosphere loop or something just to get like the eeriness, like the vibe. And then I'll play chords on it on a piano. And how do you know if, if people are with you in the room, because you're they're literally behind you. It's oh, you funny. feel it. Yeah, you yeah. feel you can feel yeah. it if people are disconnected. Like it really is. It's like it's like that, and you can tell, especially if it's too quiet. I think maybe you like to try and get too more quiet. specific. Like if it's too quiet, then then it's like they're either mesmerized or they're just really not vibing it. <laughs> most likely not. Most likely not vibing it. To be honest. <laughs> and what do you do then? How do you recover, uh, recover, if you will, when something is recover, not Recover, you just try something new. You just try something just new. Just keep going. Yeah, yeah, you just try something new until someone's like, oh, oh. Or you start hearing people singing melodies over it. And you then you're like, just... hopefully this is cool and I'm not making them like sing over a piece of shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. But So if you, if, when you talk about powering through in a session, yeah. if you guys get stuck in a rut, you will literally just keep throwing out new ideas until... Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Something vibes. Yeah, it's a bit sad, you know, especially if you've worked on something for like an hour or an hour and a half or two hours. <laughs> to let it go. But you know what? This time is so strange because like you could come up with something absolutely beautiful in like five minutes. And and it is, that's absolutely. the thing. It's like you can't just because you've spent that time on it, all that time on, on that idea. You, you, why string it out just for the sake of having spent time on it? That's like a really interesting like phenomenon I guess like that mm. that you can apply to a lot of things um but sometimes yeah. you just like you need that like impulsive like moment of just like you like eureka moment like where you're like yeah okay cool it just all happened and it all like connected at that that point and I think just trying to remain open-minded not to and not to attach to to, yeah. to what what's come that's brilliant because it's something we talk about on the show as well we actually we call it lightning writing and it, cool. it applies to my kind of spree. Like I called you like after I'd, <laughs> I did like three hours on, on your playlist. I was like, oh my God, there's so much here that inspired mm. me. And again, that's on a different episode, but it's being open to ins- being inspired. As you said, like you create something that gives a spark, but also you've spent, you know, 10 years or so getting your skills ready so that, right, here are my sounds. Here's the melody. Mm. People are, people are vibing. You spent a lot of time getting that yeah. ready. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, I, I guess there's, there are like foundational things that you have. Like I have with my, like in Pro Tools, I have like 
you know, certain plugins and certain settings, I know that's my go-to and I do have that sort of ready to go as an inactive plugin on my buses and stuff, you know, things that are like, they're all rooted so that if we want to like get the vibe going in a session knowing that I'll go back and tweak it later on, but I know that I can pretty much get it to where it needs to be as you know, in a, in a short space of time. So we can just focus on, on the really, the things that really count initially, which is like the, the foundational elements, you know, like, yeah. Uh, the chords, the main, the main instrument sounds, the vocals, the sketch vocals and the, you know, making sure that like when, you know, I, I track in a sketch vocal, they sound as good as possible straight yeah. away, um, yeah. which is mostly up to them, but <laughs> but also, you know, up to, up to me making sure it mixes in nicely as well. I think that's yeah. stunning advice. Though. Yeah. And also what you've said, it's almost like when you're learning to drive you know, you're never going to be an effective driver if you're looking down all the time at your gear stick or, you know, how fast you're going. It's like, no, that stuff needs to be done and practiced before you come yeah. into a session. So then you, yeah, you drive the keyboard behind cool. you, which I think. I yeah. Yeah. That's so true. That's so true. And I don't know, yeah, <laughs> I love that. No, it's right. <laughs> we, we, we try and collect, we try and collect nuggets on this show that like, cause we love talking to people and we love hearing about your stories. Cause that's how people remember, but also we're trying to be conscious of like, yeah, but how do we package this so people can remember it and use this thing in the future? Mm. And you know, you, you're giving us loads of ideas that, that we're going to, we're going to unpack for people, mm. which is so useful. Yeah. It's good imagery. I use that a lot like in like vocal training and stuff like that, you know, because it's so hard to, to try to, to see something that is so in- internalized. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, you know, that's more physical, obviously, like things that are in your, your body that you can't see, but you can try to visualize through that imagery and, and, and talking about it in that way. It's a really beautiful way to go about it. And that's, God, that's so true. I've never thought yeah. of it because as a guitarist, you, you can literally see a fretboard. You can see the workings of an instrument. Yeah. You can, you can, you can figure out the action of a guitar. It's too low, too high or whatever, but with vocals, you're right. I yeah. never thought about it. But all, all the good teachers, I think, yeah. show you your vocal cords or they show you your diaphragm. And um, man, I'm going to have to yeah, sit and exactly. think about that because I'm sure that applies to songwriting somehow. Damn, you've got me. You yeah, no, me. it's cool that you, you know, you've registered it slightly, you know. So it's cool to, you know, even the way you approach things that like are like, um, you know, have metaphors, you know, like using metaphors. Yeah, but like we want to also as well, I hope this is useful for you because you're kind of looking and thinking I want this to be useful for everyone, me, you, audience, and everyone, because there's so much to be talked about, I think, in songwriting. I did have a question as well, if you can, but for you, cool. what's the key and the difference in a room, in a session, between a good song and that great song that everyone is just like, right, we're in? Do you think there's a difference for you? Is there anything that kind of pops up? I don't know. I felt, uh, from my experience or just listening to music uh, in the world, I don't know if I've ever felt like I've, I don't know if I've been part of a great song yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Very humble. Very humble. Do you think it changes Literally. it though? Like the fact that you, cause you, you talked about before we came on that, like you don't listen to a lot of music in your spare time because you go a bit ear blind don't yeah. you, in a way, but like, yeah. do, you think, do you think that affects your ability to, again, it's a concept of eyes is that you should go and walk through a doorway, go and have a cup of tea and come back to an idea to kind of assess it or even leave it till the next day. That's really helpful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. With anything, taking a break helps, can help. Not too many breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Good point, yeah. But yeah, I, I, really, I really don't know. Um, I think there is just the feeling you get that is really, really beautiful. That's like the reason why I make music anyway, is that feeling where I'm like, I feel just, I'm just obsessive and fascinated by 
something that's been created that especially that I've been I've created mm. that's a feeling you get I think that it's like also you know when I'm left to my own accord and I do my thing and and I listen back to it I, I obsess over it for like a day or two maybe I'm mean, I try I always try to figure why that is and maybe it's because um not always the case yeah. but sometimes I think it's because um you know, it's like, maybe this is just what I wanted to hear, you know, like, and that's what yeah. I, my personally wanted to hear. It doesn't mean other people want to hear it, but like, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it's really hard to know, I think, you know, because also there are, there are records that someone might, or in songs that some people might absolutely love and other people won't. And so what does that mean? I mean, that just comes down to taste, I guess. Yeah. So, so I think, you know, there are moments where I feel like I've, like I'm hearing greatness, you know, from, from my room, you know, like I'm, I'm here, I'm feeling greatness. Yeah. I mean, I feel, sometimes I feel way more connected with it than something that has proven to be great. If that, if that's the thing. So I, I think that is like, yeah, it's quite like an elusive sort of, um, it's a tough one to trap down, isn't it? Cause you can talk about mm, all the other stages, mm. like we've said with how you practice, how you put yourself in situations, like practically going out and making relationships. But also, like we said, right at the start with a Sam Fender song, Sometimes you just feel something and go, yeah, that's it. No idea why. That's yeah. It. Yeah, for sure. For sure. There is definitely that. That's the yeah. mystery. They're like, the reason we started the show is like, I really want to try and tap into the mystery without destroying that kind of beauty. But you, you, you've, mm. you've pulled up so many cool things for people. And, and this goes back to something Luke said, where the greatest songs, he haven't been written yet. And so it feels like, you know, you're mm. almost chasing when you're when you're listening to these great songs in your studio it's like the allure of obsession of i'm chasing this greatness i'm chasing something that hasn't been written yet you're chasing the dragon that's cool that's it that's really cool yeah that's really cool of course and like on on that note as well what it's a a two-part question to answer how you want to but how and where do you draw your inspiration from is the first part of it and secondly what keeps you hungry to, Mm. to write new songs as we just kind of touched on where does the inspiration come from? I don't know. My my mood? I don't know. <laughs> Going out in New York when you're 21? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. there are things that... Yeah, I, I mean, definitely like experiences. Do you write um, a lot about your own personal experiences, even in sessions? I think, you know, I think it's it's a tough one to answer too because I, I don't focus too much on the, the lyrical uh, the lyrical content, but... Um, from like a from a musical perspective yeah like my that there is something you know I feel like that's me when I go to an instrument it's that's a reflection of how I feel I try not to get I'm trying to yeah figure out how no, to I, it's a great I think we can get it's it quite, it's quite yeah. a strange strange thing that you know one day you might be in a certain mood and certain certain vibe mm-hmm. and and that will translate to to, to how you how you come up with the music that you're going to come up with on that day and in time. So there is like that your, your true spirit, I suppose. And that, that, that solely translates to that's your like unique identifier as a musician, you know, it might be the way that um, certain like minute um, habits that I've developed as a guitar player or things that I just go to that I like, you know, end up doing or a keyboard or, or whatever it is just musically. And then there's like the, there's like the kind of, the moment where you're you're in a vibe or you're feeling like maybe you're just feeling really down and you need to you need this particular thing to lift to you, you up going, a bit. Yeah. So I think again it's hard to be too specific with that because it kind of it I don't think about it really. I I, I guess you you can't think about it. 
is is the thing i think it has to, to flow well this is this is the mystery part isn't it like i think this is the bit we don't really have mm. a finger on like we talked about all that work going into your subconscious and then as it comes out it's a conscious subconscious it's just that we don't know we can't visualize mm. those parts um not quite yet mm. Mm. Um, and everyone <laughs> sort of does it differently like if you're in a sad mood some people write a sad song to cheer themselves up other people might write a happy song you know yeah cool yeah exactly it's so true it's so true and in terms of like a lot of a lot of young people are going to be listening to this hopefully or just songwriters the same age as us but is songwriting your your only source of income is music your only source of income what what's your kind of what should we what does it look like normally yeah yeah it has been it has been for the past um couple years it's awesome I'm currently buying my first flat um, in Bath. So I'm taking on a bit more work um, that is unrelated to music. To Musician buying a flat, that's like a, that's big. It's important to have, have an idea. I think especially as, as a musician to have, have, you know, ideas or develop some multiple streams of, of, of other income. Brilliant. I mean, this doesn't speak for everyone. This is such like a, you know, specific to, to some, you know, it's so personal. I think it's very appropriate yeah yeah i feel that i really feel that and i think you know music is such a long-term investment it's like you know when you look at like investing you've got to like you you invest from from early days until you're going to see money again this this doesn't apply to everyone everyone's story is different and there's um you know there some people just smash it and they they get they might get lucky or they just did it right (laughs) and and all, all of a sudden they just have all this money that's supporting but you know it's not necessarily sustainable and just because it happened once doesn't mean it will happen for forever yeah you know because you you are you're in theory self-employed you know unless you you know you're part of a company um but but um if you're you know if you're a self-employed musician and you have to constantly be on your toes and keeping your head pretty straight and like keeping your yourself you know, encouraged, motivated, try and stay on track with it all because it is, you know, it is unpredictable and you're going to go through blips and you're going to have moments where you, everything happens all at once and that's cool, mm. obviously, and you want to capitalize on that. But then, you know, when things are going really well, that people have tendencies to, to, to become complacent and, and not keep it, keep it going, moving forward. Now that I'm going through this transition in my life, I'm, you know, getting my first flat. I've got large mortgage payments every month. You know, this is going to happen in next month. I'm taking on some extra work that's non-related to music. I also invest a lot of my money and savings and keep on track of that on a daily basis. So, so right now, you know, I'm looking at two to three sources of, of, of income and that will soon be four in the next in the next year you know just little things just to keep going at the same time to build you know to to build that kind of portfolio of finances you know because it's important as a musician and obviously my primary focus is my music you need to try and get the balance because then it's like you want to spend too much time on something that's not sustainable not contributing to what your end goal really is and of course my end goal you know, it's musicians. If musicians want, you know, we we just want to make music. Yeah. And it's important to, to to make money from your yeah. music, um, you know, and be valued, but also find what is valuable, not just demand money when you know it doesn't necessarily bring value. When people feel entitled to to money, it's a whole other topic. But no, you smash that, man. I think that's really eloquent, and I can see why you you do a good job of managing yourself because it sounds like you're quite a a sober person and in a great way you tend to take it <laughs> seriously <laughs> yeah no you have fun don't worry we've had those in the show but when it when it comes time to to write or or the fact that you just you're a musician predominantly 
and you're also getting a flat. That is that is a testament in itself. Mm. Say what you like, you've you've been able to. Well, yeah. I mean, I've been lucky in also in a place where you you know I've I've had a you know relatively privileged upbringing. It and I, I grew up you know grew up in a, a village outside of Bath. We came from a you know gener- generally like well off family. Yeah. And you know, my my parents supported me with a lot of my music as I, I grew older, and that's something that I'm um, don't shy away from. I completely acknowledge, and I try to utilize Brilliant. in every capacity possible. Um, and that's you know, it's an important thing I can do when you know when you realize that you have, you know, you might have more opportunity than other people, you know. But like that, you know that 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 keeps me working hard, and that gratitude keeps me working hard. But you don't waste it, do you? You're not complacent. Not at all, you know. It's okay to go through blips sometimes. I've been through them when I moved back from New York here. I felt like I'd failed and I feel really? like I could have done more with what I was given. And that was just a big wake-up call for me. Uh, and I really try to just like bring people bring people to together, try and use everything possible to to um to, to make something, you know, to make something happen for 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 myself and people that are associated with me um and hopefully that's that goes for people i work with too and you support each other well you, you've done that though it's not theory you know like it, it's an aspiration mm. that you'll continue to to try and uphold and you're humble and you work hard but you've done that mm. like look at liz and you know even just the way you've welcomed me into your schedule of of working and stuff <laughs> like of because it's like okay you just you seem to recognize there's something like you said if you if someone's a vocalist and you're more of a producer but again ed's a great singer and he can communicate vocal ideas which is a point as well but you're just welcoming people that want to work and do the same thing and i think that in itself is is going to continue to be successful for you i think mm. and i love what you say about it's Thanks. okay i mean this podcast is it's so much about that it's okay to go through blimps definitely so don't get complacent yeah. you know hmm. yeah of course of course i think it, it, it yeah. it's like it's exciting <laughs> yeah it's that it's that element of music that is very inconsistent and you know i myself as well have jobs outside of music and and some in music and i think it's always going to be that way until until we reach a different point in terms of our society and economy but that is not a topic for the show i just think ed's put it really well in terms of you've got to be smart you've got to be organized and that applies in general you know when you're doing your writing sessions when are you going to work when are you looking after your health when are you stopping and on that edge like mm-hmm. you've mentioned you do sessions till sometimes 2 3 a.m if if that's what what you need but mm-hmm. what's your general kind of writing sessions time and how do you organize your time <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so yeah it really depends i, I i'm constantly trying to compromise t- start times so it's so <laughs> pathetic of me but I don't know what it is, but I, I'm really active at night time and I wake up like I could just keep sleeping. I don't really know what's wrong with me. <laughs> what do you try? What, was you, what are you like a midday till light, late? Are you like 4 p.m. 4 p.m. till midnight? <laughs> I, lo- I, I love to start. I love a midday start. Yeah. And I think obviously any later than that, seriously slacking. Uh, maybe <laughs> it's not, though. I mean, I'm cool with afternoon tea if that if people want to do that. But, you know, like I've, I, I do. I will do an 11 a.m. Tomorrow I've got an 11 a.m. And I feel like they would do a nine if it was up to them <laughs> entirely. So maybe we, we kind of compromised there, uh, which is nice. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, sometimes I do if, you know, if the people are on a schedule or they've got to get back to something or, you yeah. know, if, if 
I'm, I'll always, I'll, I'll get up. If I got to get up, I'll get up. <laughs> well, now you know people, now you know. This, this is daytime. Ed, yeah. Ed was awake in daytime. But like... Yeah, people just know now that I like I like to start a bit later. But And if that's cool with them. But obviously I'm I'm cool to take one for the team. But, um, you know, especially working with... Now I work with Antina so frequently. You know, she she's a bit of an earlier start. So we, we kind of meet in the middle now, which is, which is nice, but I will, I, I, I will tend to go quite, that's why I have difficulty. I think in the mornings is I will go, I will get another wind at like 8 PM, you know, so or, cool. or 9 PM. And I could, I could just keep going. And I, I, something I just like the, I like the silence. I like the dark and I like being in the room and being like, I love the light too, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I like it when the sun's shining through the window, you know, it's a, like now it's you've a got a perfect room, room for it. Room. Well. Yeah. Really, really lucky to have the windows in here and stuff and been in so many studios without that. And so, so I, I like that, but, um, I also, you know, something about nighttime when everything, everything just is quieter, even though I'm up in the woods here. I feel like things just seem really settled and peaceful and your ears get sensitive. I don't know, there's probably a, the science behind that, but I just feel my ears get way more sensitive and like... That's it, really it's cool. A, it's just a nice, a nice vibe. Yeah. I think yeah. a lot of people yeah. can relate to I, that. I'm just about to say, yeah, Yeah, definitely. for sure, definitely. yeah. Lots of producers yeah. just spent all of their time and songwriters as well. They, they would spend their hours or their nights just learning in the studios, wouldn't they? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You borrow it from nighttime, don't you? It's kind of like I find, especially if we're talking recording vocals, as, as you would do a lot of as well, Ed. I know you've just been through some vocal time, but you know, no one likes to sing at 9am in the morning. We can hum melodies and do scratch stuff, but yeah. I find not until... Three, four, or it was funny. I was on a yeah, call recently three, four, with lovely. um George Perks, yeah. who's gonna do our next Maggie Cassidy record, and he was like, Most singers in bands, they sing in the evening. So that's when I record them. Because that's when you're getting ready for the show. And like Ed's talking about, you just start to get that kind of you start to get excited and you know, you have done the day, cool. Now it's time for music. Now it's time to be weird, get creative, get sensitive. <laughs> so I think a lot yeah. of people are gonna are gonna take from that. But cool, nine AM, yeah. if that's your vibe, do that too. That's what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I get that. With I think also like producers and engineers, you're you're looking at lights for so long. Probably has like <laughs> yeah. an element to it as well. And you're like, we're like insects, you know, <laughs> drawn to that that light, the the, back, the dark background. So Ed is a moth. Know, it's like, That's what we're saying. Know. Ed is a moth. <laughs> I'm literally a moth. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's sick. That's sick. Um, was there anything, Callum, that that you wanted to just pick Ed's brains about? Yeah, maybe the biggest change you've noticed in the industry, mate. Oh gosh. Um, I, I guess streaming, you know, like, yeah, um, I, I don't know, but yeah. Um, I mean, I remember my first MP3 player, I actually found it the other day and it was <laughs> like, just blew me Can away. I was just like, this is, yeah, it's crazy. It's my, it's my jaw. Yeah. I will never lose that. Cause the amount of like, you know, I really valued those 23 songs I could fit on there. Yeah. You know, that was just amazing. And then, and then the next week or next two weeks, I would just like listen to them all day long on repeat. And then I would like change to the next 23 songs or whatever, or like, uh, you know, upload a CD. You really, the change in medium of music has really changed. I think also our, the way we perceive music and you know, how bored of music we get, you know, mm. or, or, you know, how enticed we are to listen to new music as well. I mean, I, I just listen to music differently now. And I think that is a result of technology um, and streaming Is that services. that you give it less time, you think? The I think it's the accessibility of music has changed. And I think 
we value it differently because it's so readily available yeah at our fingertips and there's so much different music that we, we can just pop on and we can put on a you know a spotify radio or, or whatever platform you, you're using and i think that that's definitely the biggest thing that i've i feel it's completely changed my listening approach and i'm sure my creative approach too yeah and so as far as your creative approach as a songwriter mm. how do you navigate this new accessibility I mean, that's also a beautiful, beautiful thing about it for sure. Mm. Um, I think that now there's so much stuff you can get inspired by and, and different sounds. And um, mm. I think, um, you know, to, to just be in the studio and someone be, someone's like, oh, have you heard the song? You know, and I, I just literally back it up and mm. we get to listen Straight to away. it. And then we, we listen to it and then that, that maybe puts us on a, a, you know, a path and someone's like, oh, what is that bass sound? And then, we literally put it, put it up and we can listen to it. And then all of a sudden I, I, I'm inspired to be like, oh, I think I know how they did that. I'll still not probably get it quite right, but I might get something else. It might be better. It might be worse, probably worse. <laughs> but you know, it's just, uh, it's open doors. But that's the inspiration we talked about, isn't it? You just, you're able to go yeah. and pull a, pull a vibe instantly. Yeah. And, and again, that driving analogy, you're skilled enough that you know what you're doing. So you can just focus on the idea and you can recreate sounds. It's really yeah, cool. Definitely. And if you could, because this show is, is two questions, I think, to close and answer, answer them however you like. But the first one, what would be your best advice, either to yourself as like an 18-year-old songwriter or in general to today's 18-year-old songwriter? What would you think they need to really think about or focus on? Hmm, I, I think the, a really important thing is to... The, Everyone has something to offer, and I think that it's important to to value to value your values, value yourself as an individual, um, because that's what you know. Music music is, is sort of about you know. It's like especially the writing and the producing sort of sessions thing. You know, like we all have something special to offer. So really believe in that, and don't be discouraged by um, you just because someone else is bloody good which there's always going to be someone absolutely phenomenal out there and it's so easy to get discouraged and we all do we 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 just all do yep. whether we Every hide week. it well or not we all we all do it all the time right like and i think that you know there's that skill element to it where we took we I, I talked about it a bit earlier but there's the you know which which everyone can develop their skills and just keep going and 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 get better at what they do but what they have to say but what they have to say and who they are is very much unique and special you know and and that has that has that has value in itself so i'd say just like remember that thing and try you know try to find your thing and don't don't just feel like you have to you know just because someone else is really good you have to be like them or like copy their vibe or copy their sound um you know there's some yeah. you know you, you go for it if you want like it's cool like it's cool to learn someone else's song and sing it the way they do um you know if you can like that you know but feel like you don't have to you be an impersonator you can you know you can put your own thing on it and there's something that that's the most valuable sustainable thing you can focus on and work on i think and that that takes courage of course um and it takes trial and error and you're not always going to hit it on the head you know straight away but that that's that's fundamental like i think that's that's amazing advice uh, but it's also practical you know that's what we love about this show and i think with this interview you've, you've really got that people already have that in their pocket as well because a lot of the stuff like skill sets or connections or finances or a publishing deal, you don't always have that in your pocket, but you do have your own grain, like you call it your own musical grain to work with. 
Yeah. And if you yeah, do have exactly. a publishing deal, it's it's much easier to, I think imposter syndrome is a big thing in our industry. And so if you've got a publishing deal or you've, you've got something to lean on like that, it's much easier to walk into a room and feel validated already. Mm, mm, um, mm. Yeah, so true. But that, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, it's you know? exactly like you yeah. just said, yeah. Yeah. You need yeah, to lean on your own experience, lean on your own values and know that you're, you've got something to offer. You've got something to contribute. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. There's, there, there's, there's a place for us all, you know, I think, <laughs> I like to think yeah. it's what keeps me going and confident, you know, confident enough to, to pull through. And once you, once you've got it rolling, you know, and you know, once you build that, you build that trust with yourself, like you, you, you have, a, you, yeah, you, you'll feel encouraged and you, you feel like you've got a place, you know, cause everyone does. We, everyone's got a chance. Everyone has a chance. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, everyone has a chance, but ad as is ad as, as Ed has, has laid out, he's worked hard. He's had support. He's put himself in uncomfortable situations, not uncomfortable that just kind of destroys any kind of sense of progress or you feel bad or in bad situations, but he's gone to different countries, different cities. He's taken ferries to play two piece shows and opened up not knowing what's going to happen, but putting himself in these situations, working super hard. He's a nice guy as well. All the, the only time I've ever spoken to him has been online currently or, but you can tell when someone means well and similar to Sam, who I've known for a lot longer, but just wonderful people who work so hard. And I think these are the kind of new guard of the music industry because you can't be an asshole anymore because you can't hide. So if you're talented and you work hard, this is where people are going to be. So I think in terms of closing off this part of the show, do you have, because our show is called, I wish I knew that about songwriting. And we have this thing, if you can imagine like an invisible shape in the middle of a room, we call it painting the shape. So from your perspective, is there something you think you can bring to light that people might not know about songwriting or the music industry? So you, is there anything you think people don't know that you can kind of bring, bring to us? Even if it's reasonably basic, again, it might be something people have not thought of. So if you've got anything obtuse or anything weird that you think, actually, I didn't know that when I started out doing songwriting that you think might be interesting to offer. And it is a bit of a weird question if it takes you a moment to get your head around. Yeah. Yeah, it might. <laughs> um, it's such a, such a fluid like journey, like, you know, you're building up your experience and understanding of things and like how you go about certain things. It's hard to think about how, how, I might have felt years ago yeah. going into a session as opposed to like going into it now. So it's such a, it's been such a like continuous sort of growth that um, it's hard to kind of, to, to kind of think about that. Is there anything that about surprised that. you then along your journey? Mm, mm. Everything <laughs> sounds like. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, I don't know. I feel like um, I really don't know. Don't about worry. That. Um, it's a weird question about, we yeah. threw. Go on. <laughs> how how have your goals as a songwriter changed? Hmm. My goals. Um, have they changed? How have they? Have they? Have they changed? So I think it's more. I think it's more like I've I've kind of figured out more about who who I am and kind of my approach to things. And I think and what what I have you know what I mostly have to contribute. So. So I think, you know, that it's more, it's more, it's more of a discovery than like kind of a, 
innovation almost if that makes sense mm. um yeah i guess now it's like okay what what do i have that's special to bring to the table but also you know also learning kind of understanding the, the general consensus of what you know how how we operate um in sessions or go about sessions yeah. how the system kind of works um but then discovering really yourself in it and building building that from that foundation um what what you have to offer i guess um yeah that's great as an individual yeah. and and so so and so for me i guess it might you know it might be you know it's come up with certain sonics and and sounds and vibes um and grooves um that you know can inspire the best song and you know i come up with melodies and i feel you, you know i feel like melodies can are even more personal <laughs> yeah. and you know and, and and so when i when i come up with melodies i feel like well i'm naturally going to gravitate to the most comfortable place in my ra- range naturally i'll i'll gravitate towards that with sort of intuition and intention for maybe someone else i might go about it slightly differently uh, well, i would probably have to 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 suit that person that's really cool so you're saying like because obviously like me or you we've we've been hammering songs into our head that we love and we've been singing them but for example mm. if you're with a with a with a female artist or someone with a higher register are you then thinking right mm. how are they going to sing this or yeah 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 for s- sometimes um you know sometimes you don't want to inhibit like your your impulse mm. And so you want to go like, okay, I'm just going to go for it. And then maybe you're pleasantly surprised because where you sang it in your range actually sounds cool in their yeah. range because ultimately music's music, you know, too. And, and um, you know, there is the timbre and the sound of uh, the way a melody can, you know, be sung and sound, sound in different places of, of their voice, but also, um, you know, music's music and, it, you know, a, a nice melody is a nice melody and a nice groove in conjunction with the, the rhythms of the music is, is also you know, that could just, that works too. And, and, and it works in different ways and you, sometimes you need to flip them and, and maybe, you know, if you've got, if that melody really does sit really nicely in the song, maybe changing the key of the production for the singers really, yeah. you know, that's what you do and that's how you, how you compromise. And I do that quite a lot, you know, which sometimes you do it like halfway down the session when you've already recorded the guitar parts yeah, yeah, or yeah, the, yeah. you know, different parts. And if they're not MIDI, you know, even if they are MIDI and they may be that, keyboard part sounds too low if you bring it down or you know it's like but you um, well because that has its own tomba as yeah, well doesn't it by way of how you play you've chosen that pitch yeah. for a reason like you said the, yeah they all mix together exactly and like so there is like the whole picture there um but ultimately you're looking to support the vocal i mean in a pop song that's that really is. well said yeah. um and and, and you you want to you got to support the vocal and they've got to feel comfortable singing it and you can't be lazy and have to you know, like the, especially as a producer, be like, no, I'm going to like compensate. I'm going to say, no, it sounds really good there. Yeah, just because you don't want to change it, the yeah. key because you can't be asked, but like, don't play that game. That's not good. Um, just because you're lazy. And that's good advice. <laughs> I get it's it. Practical. I do get it. You don't have to, you don't have to feel good about it. Like it's not ideal when you have to do that, but ultimately you've got to support that, that vocal, you know, and sometimes I've come up with melodies and I've been like, well, it's a really good melody, but it's too, it's not right for the singer. Yeah. And so we've got it, we've just got to do it. And that that's, you know. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> but that in itself is, is a great nugget that we don't, we haven't had the pleasure of going into like vocal writing yet, particularly. Because it's such mm, a strange yeah. thing. Do you, do you feel that a lot of your, because I believe that a lot of vocals, a lot of good melodies come subconsciously. And then, and then yeah. you alter it from there. I've, How do you feel about it? My approach, so everyone's got different approaches, but my approach is I like, 
Um, you know, and I've, I've been in so many sessions where they've been like, I've never done it this way before. And I'm like, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. No, I love it. Go, but go, but go. like, that's kind of cool too. Cause I, I might like just have, um, you know, I have, I'll build the track to a general, general place. And, you know, sometimes when I'm with writers and an artist, they're communicating, engaging, and I'm always, I've always got an ear on them and the, the stuff I'm making, but I'm building it to a point at which we can get a sketch vo- vocal yeah. down the scratch. And then, um, you know, if, if, you know, someone gets stuck or, or whatnot, or, you know, or if I've got a melody idea in my head, I'll just start singing it, but I always mumble it phonetically. So I don't, Yeah, great. I won't kind of, you know, I don't actually gravitate to, towards the words. It is really, I'm completely uh, immersed in the, the sound and the vibe of the music. And that comes with the melodies and it will be, you know, it will just be a, you know, it'll be like a rhythmic repetitive thing or whatever. I could literally sketch up. I would, I, I could put out an arrangement of a song and I could sketch through verse to pre to chorus and it would be back, back in the verse. And I would have still, I would have internalized the verse melody and still gone back to the same place with the the, the flow. That's and great. that's kind of how my, my brain works with it. And, you know, if I make a track, I might like to put that melody down and then save it. And, you know, it's, it's such a, tough thing to see or feel out in the moment like you you trust your gut with it but then you look back and you're like okay maybe that wasn't the best melody but maybe i really like the melody from the pre and I, i'll stitch it together and be like that bit works there yeah. and that bit works there but i know not not everyone works like that and um maybe that's from that's because the way my brain works because i'm more on the recording side so you like to take a melody almost as almost like it's a guitar lick or something, you know, without any identity lyrically and go actually, but let's just focus on what do I really like? What sits really well? What's really hooky? Mm. And then that's how you do it. Yeah. I mean, it has a, you know, it has its, it has its identity in the, in the music itself. Yeah. Um, yeah, not, not the lyrics, which is interesting, but sometimes certain lyrics for me do pop out. And I think subconsciously lyrics pop out, but I don't think of, you know, I don't write lyrics, write, write the words and then, naturally do that in the moment but you know I, I can do that and I would you know if the lyrics were there and I could fit them in and I could phrase them and that's more like of like a puzzle sort of way of going about it that's exactly how I think the biggest songs are written if you look at because it's melodic maths yeah. is is the the clickbait version of what you're saying but it's something mm. I've adhered to because I just find it's the best way to get in my head the purest melody down first and the best one the most the hookiest mm. one and then we'll think about the story because that is almost like an exercise mm. in english literature a good lyric and a good build mm-hmm. but i love the way you spoke yeah, about that because it is it's very genuine and it seems to be your way and it's working yeah 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 it does it does work but um you know just that's what works for me and it doesn't necessarily mean that's what everyone has to do and no one should ever feel boxed in you know they should go back to that point before it's like you should f- feel out what what your brain does best for you yeah. because that's what you've got to focus on and not just because, you know, just because someone, you know, someone that you aspire to or is, is done done well out there that does it a certain way doesn't necessarily mean that that's the way to Smashed do it, it for you. So good, and I yeah. remember feeling that feeling when I was younger too and being like, or, you know, particularly with guitar players, like, oh, they would use that for that that, that way. And you try and do it, but you kind of, you boxing yourself into something the way they would do yeah. it. And it, it just isn't, doesn't flow naturally for you. And that's okay. It's okay. Cause there are so many different ways to get to the same, 
the same it's place. Find your way, isn't it? And you'll get to yeah, find your way, and you'll get to a better place. So you can you you can. That's the thing about like theorizing things, and you know, going to university is why it can inhibit you inhibit your poten- yes. potential too, which is so ironic, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Because you do box yourself, and you look at different techniques that yeah maybe learn about it but don't apply them all the time because maybe you're you're not going in the right place you're going in the right direction try something right Mm. and again what's great is because some people probably don't do it the way you've said and they actually might find that they are going to be better writers doing it that way or they try it and know that's not what they want to do and that's what the show is about it's just how many how many options can we give people instead of it being like you're saying oh this person's at the top because max martin or ryan taylor they get mentioned all the time but yeah. is this the best way for you no then don't do it yeah. you know which i think is great and it's very brave that, that you've been able to say that as well and again it's working for you so continue to do it but if you could if you said you had sometimes some kind of um resistance to doing it that way what are the other ways you found people have come at doing melodies and writing um I, so when i work with Antina, for example she uh she likes to just hear melodies in her head and all of a sudden, like I turn around and she's got like this whole song written and she just didn't, did it in her head. I'm like, okay, that's, cool. ridiculous. that's ridiculous. <laughs> I need to, I need to, yeah, I had to feel it out and hear it. And you know, it, that there's, I, I, I get it, but that's the way, that's the way she goes about it, which is cool. And you know, that's, I've never yeah, seen that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't work like that at all. I, that's yeah, really interesting. Cool. That's really interesting. And I think again, you just, you're open-minded enough to embrace someone. Great. Like um, the song, The Middle by Mon- well, Monsters and Strangers, and I've just forgotten her name, I saw her earlier, but um, she's a really young Australian writer who essentially, while the monsters were working and producing, she was just writing everything in her head, mumbling, and she had the yeah. whole thing and played it. And the song, The Middle, is like one of the biggest that we've had of our generation. Yeah. But each to your own, guys. If anything, that's what you want to take from Ed is, because there's a million points that people, I, I really hope, find the value because it's there in what ed said today but the main thing is do it your way mm. <laughs> which is pretty cool and pretty simple um is there anything else callum you wanted to pick on just that again yeah the, the tips are there um to help you be your best authentic self that's going to be the t-shirt for the show <laughs> um but but seriously ed like we've we've picked your brains on everything and i feel like again we say this to to certain guests, because I think there's more value to be had, but we may well revisit when we've done our kind of first cycle of, of guests, because you brought so much to this and it's checking in with people like you is how we can actually learn ourselves and you're going to bring loads and loads of value. So from both of us and, and everyone that's going to hear this, because this is going to be here forever, you know, even when we've, when we've packed up and we're, we're 80, this will be here forever. Um, <laughs> but really appreciate your time, Ed. And Again, super talented, very hardworking and very aware and very humble. So those are all lessons that we found are in common with the people that we've done on this show so far. So long may that continue. Thank you, Ed, from us. And um, yeah, I know you're a huge value. Cheers, man. That's really kind of you guys. Thanks and keep doing your good work. Really appreciate that. Really appreciate that. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. To find out more about us and to get in touch, please head over to I Wish I Knew That Pod on Instagram. And don't forget to join the conversation on our Facebook community. Please also remember to email your questions about songwriting to I Wish I Knew That Pod at gmail.com. And we will answer these on our upcoming episodes. Also, if you know someone who would benefit from this, we would really love it if you could give it a share or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. And Jamie and I will talk to you on the next episode. <laughs>